Hey, what's up, podcast? Welcome back to a new episode. It is episode number 21. Just wanted to check in and say hello. This episode is a little bit shorter than what we usually do, only due to the fact that I am solo today. I am not here with Parker. It is Memorial Day at 6.11 p.m. This is the third time I tried to film a solo podcast. I'll tell you right now, it's not easy to do. Uh, it's been a busy day so far. I was at 714 Tires this morning. I had gotten a new alignment and also had all my wheels balanced, and I found out that I don't know if it happened on the road trip to Florida or coming back from Florida or recently, but I drove my E92 6,000 miles, and then I drove it a bunch from San Diego to Orange County. Sure enough, I found a huge screw or nail in my tire, and I was like, man, this is, thankfully it happened locally, not somewhere in Louisiana or Texas or Alabama when I was driving, so I'm thankful for that, but I was taking out the trash this afternoon at my office, and I looked at my car, and I was like, hold on, why does it look like that? And sure enough, there's a flat tire. So I got a buddy of mine coming over right now. He does some mobile work, and he's going to take a look at it. Hopefully, we can fix it today. Um, it's just weird that it's a Monday, and like nobody's really here, and there wasn't really a lot of traffic. There was this weird thing, man. I was out getting um, some lunch, and I saw everyone around John Wayne Airport if you guys aren't familiar with John Wayne, it's like a smaller private airport in Orange County. This is where my office is and where I live. <clears throat> and I noticed that like everyone, there, there were at least 200 people outside looking up into the sky. I was trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And I realized I forgot today was Memorial Day because I don't, I don't really celebrate holidays. I don't know if a lot of people know that about me, but I don't really do holidays. Um, I don't have a lot of family. I have my mom and we just kind of hang out or we talk over the phone or you know, we keep things very simple. I, have, I just, I keep it that way, but that's a whole different story. Regardless of that, the military was doing a flyby for Memorial Day with like a bunch of, um, I guess, vintage airplanes and the smoke everywhere and people were clapping. And I saw the most American couple. It was like an old white dude with an American shirt on driving like a Chevy HHS, like the toaster thing. <laughs> His wife had the same thing. They had their, their lawn chairs out sitting in the McDonald's parking lot just watching the planes, which I respect, man. I think he was probably in the military or veteran, and I have nothing but respect for those guys. So it was cool to see... Uh, a little bit of American pride going on today. I was at 714, got all that done, uh, came into the office. And if you guys aren't familiar, E92 M3s, BMWs in general, it caused a lot of problems. It's never easy owning one of these cars because there's always something that either breaks, something you want to mod, parts are not cheap, labor's not cheap. It's definitely a expensive hobby. But I had this noise. I had a cowbell noise, almost like a clunk going from a full stop into first gear or driving away like an engagement where you press the gas and then eventually the engine spins the transmission and then you move in between that you'd hear this big clunk and I explain a cowbell because it sounds just like that so I, I don't know man it's trippy I posted it and everyone commented that owns an M3 like oh I had the same issue but I went to my shop and they have no idea and even like people were saying it was normal. Like people said their mechanics were like, yeah, that's normal. Even from BMW dealerships, which is crazy. So I knew that, hold on one sec. I, I personally knew that that was not normal. Like I've ridden in plenty of E92 M3s that don't have that sound, that are higher mileage than mine. So I think just some of them go out, but what it was, it's a carrier bearing that sits at your drive shaft in the middle of your car. And it supports everything with a rubber bearing or a bushing kind of setup. And it wears down after time. Um, if your heat shield has any kind of leak, like water gets in there or dirt. Mine had like sand in it. When you spun the bearing, it sounded really bad. And drive shafts are supposed to have a lot of play. 
Drive shafts are not supposed to have too much play, but enough for, I guess you could call it like flexing, where if you hit a bump or you go over something that it's not just metal on metal. Um, they do offer a carbon fiber drive shaft that's one piece, which is kind of cool. But if you watch my video, Mike talks about how like it's double the amount of vibration and sound inside the cabin, which I know my car is like a setup for the track and everything, but at the same time, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to spend crazy money on a carbon fiber drive shaft, which I'm sure it's cool, but it's, it's definitely not for me. So yeah, this is my first time doing a, a solo podcast here, episode 21. And I just wanted to check in and say what's up. Cause to be honest, I have my friend coming to fix my tire and I got nothing else to do. Um, I just watched a bunch of Cody Co and Noel, Tiny Meat Gang. Those guys are hilarious. They inspire me a lot to do more podcasting because they have, they have like fifty five thousand dollars a month from their Patreon, which is super crazy. I mean, they deserve it because they do so much entertainment and they tour the world and they're just hilarious, man. And I kind of see it's cool because a lot of people are saying that Parker and I have really good chemistry together. And you know, he he's younger than me and he's one of my best friends and he works here at my company. But uh, I think that we have a lot to offer and. I think a lot of education, entertainment coming from both of us. And it's just really cool to hear the feedback from you guys that you're enjoying not only the videos that Parker and I both put out, whether it's he, you know, him in my car driving it or checking out my new inventory airbox or me doing a first impression on his E46 or anything like that. It's just cool that people are like, oh, you guys, you guys mesh well together. And we, you know, this is our 20th episode we just did on the podcast and we've been able to talk for, you know, nonstop. So It's really cool to do that. So I'm experimenting with doing this whole solo podcast and seeing if it works because, you know, Parker is busy. He has his own life and it's a Memorial Day. He doesn't want to be in here, which I understand. I, I honestly, I did want to be here last night. I was trying to go to bed. I'm like, I can't wait to get to work. Uh, so I was stoked to come in and edit some footage. Uh, I didn't do anything for the agency today, uh, maybe a post or two, but nothing too major. I just had the chance to edit the video, get it out on YouTube, get my car taken care of, which now there's another problem. It's in my parking lot right now with a flat tire, but it, life could be worse, man. I'm not tripping. I'm okay. And I uh, spoke to my mom this morning. She's hanging out. She's in San Diego. I miss her and I missed her cat, Kate. Cat was so funny, man. I'm living with my friend right now temporarily for a couple months. And then uh, currently I had plans to pick up a set of wheels. And I was like, you know what, man, you got to hold on to some money because I want to save it for down payment on either a house or my next apartment I'm going to. My neighbor, Manny, is a real estate agent, a real estate guru, I should say. I don't want to call him a real estate agent. He's he's a commercial real estate guru, and uh, he knows a lot about the market. And I talked to him here and there, and I'm supposed to talk to him sometime this week about uh, me purchasing a house and what he recommends, because he talked about on his real estate channel that usually housing markets crash during recessions like this and to wait I believe it was 16 to 18 months or something like that. And I will, uh, I'll listen to his, his advice. Cause you know, if he's worth a hundred million plus or 400 million, whatever, and I'm sitting above his Bugattis right now, I, I think that he probably knows what he's doing. So I'm in the process of looking at that and I'm coming up on 30 years old and I want to, I want to have a, a stable place. Cause you guys know, man, I moved to Florida out of nowhere. I was just bored one day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Florida. And I, I knew my business could stay successful because this is a remote business that we don't have to be here. Everyone can work from home as long as they're performing. I just like them to be here because I've trained all my guys here and they've all been very loyal to me. And it's been a very fun experience being a leader. I don't like to be a boss. I'd rather be a leader where my guys can have a, uh, 
open environment to wear what they want and do what they want, you know, whatever it is, as long as they're performing for my agency, that's how it is. And it's hard because it's, it's difficult because Parker's my good friend, but at the same time, he's my employee. Um, same with Daniel and George and my whole team and all my other guys I've worked with and all my remote partners and business partners and stuff like that. Everyone's your friend, but at the end of the day, it's, it's business. And sometimes it gets hard, but you know, you sort through it and you learn how to grow, you know, you grow as a person. And I think that that's the best way to learn is to try things. And you just never know. You, you don't know until you try stuff. And Today, I made the decision to expand the agency. Uh, just kind of sitting here looking around and thinking about a couple things. And the last two weeks, I've been talking to some new people that I want to hire and uh, some interns and, and expanding the company. Been talking about expanding my office. Um, spoke with Manny's brother this morning about moving to a new office here. And, you know, there's a couple things I can do. I, I just spent the last hour uh, reorganizing this office again. I moved the desk over there. I moved uh, Daniel's desk in a different direction. And it's a little bit more open to have four people in here because this is like 150 square feet here. And we can make it work. I'd rather make this work until we get to, to five people. Four people in a, in a 100 square foot room is small. But we've done it before. Uh, before coronavirus hit, we were able to get more people in here. And, uh, you know, it's 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 not comfortable, but... We're here to work. That's our main thing. You know, I do have my diecast cars and this fancy fridge and our monitors and all of our snacks and the Gary V decor. But at the same time, we're here to make money. That's kind of what the, the company's for is to not only to make money, but to make a living for everybody to have fun for, you know, my employee Daniel was able to get like his windows tinted and he got a Prius and Parker picked up two BMWs since he's since he's worked here. He has a nice place over in Newport. You know, we're not rich, but we're, we're living well. We're very happy in life, and we're thankful for every client that we have and for all of our YouTube stuff. Parker just got monetized to make money off of YouTube, so he's actually making money. He made $22 the other day. He's like, we're going to Mastro's or Javier's. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm ready for my $30 rolled tacos. If you've ever been to Javier's, that's where all the big ballers go, uh, where they have, like, Koenigsegg's and Pagani's and stuff like that. So I'm... I'm happy for my team. I'm happy for myself. And I just felt that it was time for me to be like, you know what, man, let's just take a bigger step towards growing the company. And that means hiring a salesperson, hiring a sales team to come in here and help us reach out to people every day. Uh, Cause all my sales come from YouTube. Anyone who watches my videos, there's always a guy that owns a restaurant. There's always a guy that owns a, a you know a random company that sells product on a Shopify store. Like that's very popular. We do a lot of that. And then there's like the dude who owns 10 window tint shops all over the USA or a body shop or, you know, you name it. Like people reach out to me and they go, well, you understand it. And we get it. Like all my guys here are car guys and we all manage social media every single day. We're writing captions. We're posting photos. We know what we're doing. I have full confidence in my team and my, and my company but I think that there's more potential behind it. You know, we just passed three years and this company can do so much more, dude. I don't know why I haven't gotten it to $10 million a year. I've gotten it up there and I've, I've seen some good dollars come in and it's cool. And we have a lot of clients that we're happy with, but I think, uh, I think we can do more. That's like the biggest thing. So I'm learning to tell myself that you know, it's okay to stay stagnant for a bit, but I think that you have to, in order to, to grow, you have to push yourself to go into uncomfortable situations and it's not easy, but the more, 
I think the more that you put yourself in hard situations, the more you're going to learn. Not just more, but I think it's more of like a, a dense learning where you're going to learn in a way that's going to stick with you forever. Because there's ways where you can just kind of skim through books or you can watch a YouTube video. But, you, you know, when you get your first client or customer or you sell your first product, like you got to package and ship that. You got to deal with customer support. You got to give follow-ups. You got to give reports. Like there's a lot more to it than just selling something or growing a company and seeing it. It's a matter of doing it. And I'm, I'm thankful I've been able to do that so far, but just uploaded my new YouTube video, fixing the drive shaft, give it a refresh, see where it's sitting at. I don't usually freak out too much about views, but it's cool to watch it. So almost to a thousand views in an hour, which is all right. You know, usually I can do a couple thousand views, but it just depends. And it's weird because I have 120,000 subscribers, but my videos get, you know, 10 to 20,000 views. So engagement's kind of down, but at the same time, if, if five of those views are people who own businesses and they need marketing, I'm cool with it. Like, so I don't mind the views so much, but I, I, I would love to be, I would love to be a big YouTuber, man. I'd love to pull in like TJ Hunt views or I don't even need Stradman views. I'd love to get a hundred thousand views a video. I just think that I'm in such a, a weird market with the M3 that I don't know, man. I want to, I'm going to start doing track days soon. I'd love to pick up a Porsche or maybe an F80 M3. Maybe that'll boost the channel. I just... It's never been my focus. The YouTube's just been fun. The agency makes money and it, it, it puts us at the nine to five. But the YouTube's just like, hey, let's grab the camera and go film because you get 30 DMs a night of people who say thank you for the info or thank you for the entertainment or it's fulfilling. You know, you can, you can make money all day, but who says it's fulfilling? It's cool to buy stuff, but when you get people that are like actually pumped about your content and what you're doing, that's what means the most to me. So... The filming, it's just so rewarding, man. When you see a video past that 10K mark, like 10,000 views or 100,000 views or like the first time a video hit, you know, half a million or a million. You know, I got two videos right now doing a million views and it's such a cool feeling. One's about to hit 1.6 million, man. It's crazy. So it's not so much the views, like I said, but it's a cool feeling. It's very, very special to me. So I'm going to keep doing it and we'll see, man. I want more tattoos, but... I got to be safe, man. I want to get crazy tattoos, but I got to make a little bit more money first and be able to take care of everything around me first. And then I'll do more stuff for myself because I'd, I'd rather keep building and growing and saving, investing, doing what I can. I don't live a glamorous life, man. I have a, an older M3 and a small office, but damn, I'm happy. I'm very happy in life with what I have and I was going to make a post today about like, I don't need mansions or Lambos, but at the same time, it's like, those would be so cool. And I started writing out like, all I want to do is film videos with my friends. And all I want to do is get coffee with my friends on the weekends. All I want to do is film videos. All I want to do is visit my mom, you know, and I realized I'm like, I already do all that. I have my dream life right now. What am I saying? So I deleted the whole post. I'm like, never mind. I'm living the dream life right now. I don't need to have millions of dollars, dude. I'd love what I do. Sure, one day I'd be able, I'd, I'd love to be able to, you know, pay for a GT3 RS cash, which I know I can one day. I'd love to do a Schreimer build, a 4.4 liter stroker kit, or, you know, buy a car from a right-hand drive E92 and, and import it. You know, I'd love to do that. And I will one day, but right now I don't want to trip about what I don't have. Like, what, what do I have? I have so much in life, dude. I got the sickest car ever. I love that E92. I have a phone that works. I got all my podcast gear. I got my dream camera. 
I filmed a, a sec or um, like a little section of like a feature film style clip of my drive shaft getting burned by a torch. And I thought it was so funny because the quality of the video was insane. And it was just a torch that was burning one of my bearings because we had to get it out. And I was like, dude, this looks so cool. I have the dope, a dope camera that can get footage like this for people to enjoy. Cause you know, like a T3i or a Canon 70D or 80D, like those can get good clips, but they can't get cinematic stuff as much as I feel like my EOS R can do, which is what I'm filming on right now. So that little clip was like, dude, this is so cool. I get to film this stuff on such a nice camera and use top of the line podcast gear. And like, I have a new laptop and um, I, I have nine affiliate programs and I don't want to keep boasting about what I have, but dude, I'm so thankful. And it may not look like I'm balling, but dude, in my head, I feel like I'm balling so much, man. Being able to have the race seats in my car, having the inventory airbox and all these awesome partnerships and then all these great people around me. My mom is so supportive. My friends are so damn supportive. Everyone on Instagram, I've, I've, people I don't even know send me DMs. I'm not even kidding. Every damn day saying thank you for making the videos, talking about your personal life, talking about business. I posted this morning. I had one of my worst day on affiliates. I made $4, but dude, that's better than 10 cents. That's better than nothing. That's better than not even having an affiliate program. And it's okay. Like I I'm okay with not making a bunch of money. I'm just trying to show you that every day isn't perfect. And I don't, I don't care, man. I have, I have so much to be thankful for. And I, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this conversation, but I'm hoping that you get value from it that Instead of looking at what you don't have, what do you have? Then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, I have all my, you know, I have all these things in my life, like my family, my friends, the, the ability to talk, to listen, to hear, to smell, to walk, to be able to go to the gas station and buy something like a drink and you can afford it or be able to drive somewhere because you have a car. You're able to, give someone a hug, you know, like you're able to support somebody or you have a friend, you have one friend, like just that, just that alone is so special. And I think a lot of people miss that because they get caught up in like having all these things in life that you really don't need to, f to fetch for because it's just a whole chase your whole life. You're like from the moment that you're 18 until you're 50, you're chasing a mansion that's just a part of something that happens in life if you, if you want that. If you want that, no problem. But if you're constantly worrying about, I need this or I want that, I think that's a tough way to live. So I think the sooner that you realize what you have is special, that you're going to live a much more fulfilling life. And I think I'll be a lot more thankful every day just because life is so, so quick. So it's precious, you know? So I always get the chance whenever I can, um, you know, when my office is full of all my team, I look around and I'm like, man, you know, I, I built this. I built this from nothing. I remember in Costa Mesa on Adam Street coming back from the beach, not at the beach, but driving by the coast in my car, my E90. I was so lost, dude. Oh, it made my stomach hurt. I got this job at a car dealership. They're a wholesale company. I'm not going to say any names. If you follow me, you probably know who it is. There's two of them. The first one I started working with, uh, I got stuck in a situation where, ugh, I never told this story. Uh, it sucked. 
I left a car dealership where I was building my YouTube channel, getting very successful, and then moved up to Newport because I had a better offer for more money. And next thing I knew, I was above a building in an office, in a box, with a computer, with no cars around me, and in a, in a place that I wasn't happy. And I remember the first day, I didn't have anything to do. Uh, the guy I worked for didn't really give me anything to do. I just sat there. And I was torn apart. I was like, what? I was so used to having Bugattis and Lambos and all this stuff around me. So I remember I like stood up and I walked to my car and I got in it. I had the E90 at the time. Drove down to Huntington. And then usually on the, like, it, what would happen is I would just leave. I wouldn't tell anyone. I'd just leave. And I'll go for like an hour and a half to two hour drive just to kill time because I was so lost. I was so my stomach hurt because I was like, what did I do? I dropped a huge opportunity working for a dealership in San Diego where I could film cars and do this and do that. And I got so caught up in greed of like wanting more money and this and that and this and plus this new job I thought would be better. And it turns out it wasn't. Um, I think if I wait a little bit longer, maybe. But um, I don't know. So going back to the, the story, I would drive down to Huntington Beach right at Steel Beach at this little cul-de-sac. And I remember going to this little spot I'd look at the water for you know a couple minutes and just take a deep breath and tell myself to calm down and it, it's all going to work out one day. And then you know I drive back and then I turn left or I turn right onto Adams and go all the way down back to Costa Mesa. And th just going down that street every day, I remember how sick I felt because I was like, man, I, I'm so lost in life. I was 24 or 25 at the time. Yeah, I was t maybe 24, 25. And I was so lost. I felt so sick because I know what I was doing in my life and I hated it. I hated it so much. So every time I drive down Adams, I just, I hated the feeling because I knew I had to go back to this job at this office that I hated. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then some days it'd be like, hey, we bought an F12. Hey, we bought a 918. We need you to shoot this. Hey, we, you know, we got this Aventador. You can go shoot it, this GT3 RS. So I have chances to drive here and there and shoot stuff once in a while um, but it was such a mess because it was just a company that didn't really need my services. They just thought they did. And uh, they expanded in a different direction. But I ended up quitting. And I think the whole point of it was that, you know, things will work out eventually in your favor, in your own way, where I was always chasing this life of wanting to work for only Lambo because they're so cool. Look, we're working for Bugatti because I look at me like, who cares, man? And I started to realize more and more the people I was around and the people that would come in there. Uh, nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't my my type. So fast forward three and a half, four years later. Oh, geez, actually five years, man. I'm, I'm 28. Jeez. So, you know, from 24 to now, I was able to kind of swap around dealerships and eventually start my own business one day. And then the second wholesale company I went to was cool. I had a little bit more fun. I was traveling. Uh, it was just me and one other dude. We're just a startup. We partnered up on a dealership. It was super fun. And then um, sure enough, you know, I, I got to a point where I was going after the money again, bought a couple of McLaren, started selling those, bought a couple of Lambos, did a big, big, big deal on a 918. And I just saw the money coming in. And then I started to realize that 90% of my life was in front of a computer trying to buy cars and being like a haggler. And I hated that so much. I wanted to be a, a YouTuber. I wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to be a creative. I wanted to make content every day. 
and I just fell into this world of wholesaling cars. So this, this was a, a whirlwind of three years of my life or two years where I was just so out of it and it, it made me feel sick. And then I said, every day when I felt that way, I'd say, don't worry, dude, it's going to be okay. You're going to, you're going to end up in a position where you're going to be fine. And sure enough, one, one point when I worked at that dealership, I said, I need to go start my own company. I have to because I wanted that freedom. I didn't want to feel sick. I didn't want to drive somewhere and feel like crap. I didn't want to wear a tucked in button up shirt that made me look like I was 50 years old. I didn't want to deal with anyone's bullshit. Like I wanted my own terms every day. Oh, you wake up, you want to work from your bed? No problem. Oh, you want to go in for 15 hours on a Monday on Memorial Day by yourself? Cool. Let's do it. You want to go see your mom on a Tuesday afternoon? No problem. You want to take a week off? All right, that's fine. You want to move to Florida for four months? No problem. You got a job there. You got a job here. You can work remotely. It is the best feeling ever. So I don't know, man, that was a deep story. But to go to round this whole story up, what I'm saying is that if you're in a shitty position right now and you're worried about life, keep telling yourself that you're going to be okay. You're going to figure it out and that you want to focus on what you have. I knew I had skills in social media. I knew I had skills with a camera. I knew I had knowledge about cars. And I knew that with time and effort and persistence, it would all pay off. And now three years later, I own a company and make plenty of money. We have plenty of fun. Got a bunch of employees. You know, we're, we're worldwide now. And it has opened up opportunity for me to become a BMW guy where I get to spend time around all my friends filming videos, talking about BMWs, which is exactly the crowd I want to be around. They're, they're very awesome. There are a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that have startups, a lot of people that are hustling that have M3s because it's like that 30 to 50 grand range mark. And I have great friends at Precision. You know, my mom loves the videos I make and Parker's a BMW guy and same with George and, you know, all the, everyone here is just so, so friendly that I'm, I just get to have this dream life. I can't believe it. Every day I get to have this. So it's very special to me. And I, I never let myself complain. Sure, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm hungry or oh, I'm sore from working out, whatever it is. But I'm not going to ever complain about my life because, because I know I know if anything's wrong in my life, I have, I have the opportunity to, take, to, to control how I react to it. If it's really bad or if it's somewhat bad there, or if it's something you can correct, it's all about how you react to these things. And that's kind of what put me in the perspective of every damn day, man. You just got to be thankful for the 24 hours that you get. And you got to make the best of it. You don't, don't have to go out and open a notebook and close your door and make it dark in your room and just write down all your ideas and start up a, a website. You don't have to do all, you don't have to go that hardcore. Just take it day by day. Pick up an idea. What are you, in, what are you passionate about? How can you utilize what you currently have right now to maybe make a career? And what are the things that are fuming under your feet that make you mad about what you're doing right now? And you can just sort out all these things by just really looking at you. Look at the person that you are, not what your parents want, not what you're supposed to do, not what society says you have to do. What do you want? What is it that you're, you're in need of to be happy every day? And I had that wake-up call today. I wrote that Instagram post about all these things I wanted. I want to get this. I want to get that. Then I realized... What do I already have? I have so much in life. Why am I wanting all these things? Sure, it's great to have these things that you can accomplish and, and goals, but everything changes for me, man. 
and everyone has the opportunity to make a change for themselves. And I don't know how this podcast got so deep so quickly, but I really, really, really hope that this brought value to you guys because this was huge for me. I just felt a huge weight come off my shoulders because at least talking about this to you guys directly, it's just me just talking out loud helps a lot. And uploading this to a YouTube channel and a podcast, I hope that someone out there gets value from it. So if anyone out there managed to get some kind of value, please let me know. Shoot me a DM, send me a clip. You're watching this, whatever you want. It would mean a lot to me because this is um, a lot of personal stuff, man. I never told that story before about the job and I felt sick and everyone's looking at social. Oh, you have such a perfect life. You live in Newport. You got an M3. You're working with all these cars and nobody knows anything about everything that happens behind closed doors. Only the stuff that I share online, which I'm very open about. You guys know that. So thank you guys so much for watching. I do appreciate it. If you can hit the thumbs up button and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Hopefully with Parker, if not another solo podcast. Thanks again. See ya.